the Sausage Fat Bros podcast. I'm Kyle, alongside my co-host Brandon, and today marks the completion of week three of the college basketball season. So, Brandon, let's dive into a recap of what we saw last week. Yeah, for sure. There was a lot of chaos. Um, we have Creighton. They lost to Nebraska last night. And, by the way, it is it was week four, not week three, so... Oh my uh, god! <laughs> yep, sorry about that. That's my bad for not updating that one. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, thank you very much. That was on me. Uh, but yeah, Utah beat Arizona, which was a shocker to most of the nation. Baylor beat the Zags after getting absolutely destroyed by Marquette. UNC now has lost four straight games. The projected best team in the nation has lost. Four straight games, and it's December. That is very shocking. Um, another not so shocking one was Indiana's loss to Rutgers. You might say it's shocking, but there's hey, there's a reason they call this thing March Madness in the spring, and we have seen a lot of madness this month so far. Uh, I know you and I have some different opinions, especially on teams like Indiana, uh, but uh, all of those games you just listed off uh, were surprising to at least some people in the nation. Uh, Indiana, I was pretty surprised by to see lose. Um, They've been really strong this year. Uh, They were one of the four losses to North Carolina uh, earlier in the month, taking them down at Assembly Hall. Uh, But yeah, obviously Indiana lost to Rutgers, so there's a lot of question marks there. Um, The good news is they're in the Big Ten. They'll have plenty of time to make it up. Uh, to see if that was just an anomaly or if that loss to Rutgers was foreshadowing uh, perhaps a disappointing season for the Hoosiers. Don't smile too much, Brandon. Hey, you want to know what happened uh, last week? Nebraska beat Creighton. That'll put a frown on your face. It's on par for Nebraska, though. Like, I can't be too upset because I should have expected it. should have saw it coming. It Literally, uh, Nebraska is the Purdue football team for basketball. (laughs) If your team has a little squiggly funny thing in front of their name, they're going to beat you. And that might happen this week because they play another team with a funny little squiggly number in front of its name. Yeah. So they could beat Indiana as well. That would be their fourth straight ranked to win. In like games versus ranked opponents? Yep. Fourth okay. straight. They beat Ohio State and Wisconsin to end the year last year. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I mean, honestly, if they beat Indiana, good for Nebraska. Those poor basketball fans in that state haven't had anything to smile about for years. Uh, Nebraska has constantly been the laughing stock of the Big Ten. Um, so it's about time for them to not be bad, I must say. No, they're still going to be bad. They're just going to beat all the good teams. <laughs> well, as we know from last year in Rutgers, that was enough to get them in the March Madness tournament, so there's no reason Nebraska can't do the same thing. Didn't last long for Rutgers, but yeah. No. No, that team won't go anywhere in March Madness, but they might get there. They might have the resume to get there. Yeah, they could be last four in. One of the first eliminated teams. Yeah, that's how it would go, too. 
Yep, so. 100%. That would be on par for Nebraska. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so, in addition to some of those highlights you just listed there, um, I have a couple other notable, notable performances from last week, uh, with the first one being the ACC as a whole. Um, we, we closed out the Big Ten ACC Challenge uh, last week, and the ACC won eight of the 14 total games for that challenge. Uh, with some of the most notable being Duke holding off Ohio State, 81-72. Um, Miami, going to Rucker, or Miami beating Rutgers, 68-61. Um, Notre Dame, clobber Michigan State, 70-52. And hey, Nebraska, they beat Boston College, 88-67. Uh, overall, a lot to smile about uh, if you're the ACC. Oh, I forgot to mention uh, – Wake Forest beat Wisconsin at Wisconsin by three, 78-75. That uh, was a good game, though. It was a good game. So, yes, I'm sure you're disappointed, but it was certainly entertaining. And additionally, another good game was the Virginia-Michigan game with the number three Cavaliers defeating the Wolverines 70-68 to in Ann Arbor. Given all of those games that just listed off there, uh, the ACC certainly has a lot to smile about after going to play the Big Ten in a series of 14 games and winning the majority of them. My next notable performance from last week would be Maryland. Not quite ACC anymore, uh, but a former ACC team. Uh, The Terrapins are undefeated this year under first-year head coach Kevin Willard, and they're in a position that not a lot of people expected them to be. So... um, Maryland has a couple notable wins so far this year, um, with one of the more impressive ones being Illinois, uh, beating Illinois by five on Friday. Uh, but in addition to that, Maryland clobbered Miami. Maryland, uh, I get, I was going to say Maryland beat Louisville by a lot, thinking that that was impressive, but then I forgot that Louisville hasn't won yet this year, so I can't say that. Uh, but nonetheless, Maryland is still undefeated. <laughs> Sorry, I, I lost it there. I was like, oh, Maryland beat Louisville. And I was like, oh, wait, I can't say, I can't say anything about that this year, Louisville. So. Yes, sir. <laughs> and then my last good performance out of this last week uh, was the unveiling of the 2022-23 net rankings. I know that a lot of people, including Brandon, uh, don't care for the net rankings right now. But I see a lot of teams near the top that I think are really going to be contenders this year. Um, Houston being number one, no surprise. But uh, other teams that you might not think of, Maryland, I just mentioned. Alabama's at eight. Virginia's at nine. Uh, West Virginia, number 11. They've been under the radar this year. Um, And at number seven, uh, Sam Houston looks like an outlier out of the whack. But... uh, We'll find out later in this episode. I have some other positive things to say about Sam Houston. Uh, so let's just go with for now. I'm happy to see them at seven. I think that they are a deserving team of a ranking that high. And I rest my case there. Okay, to be fair, I do like the net rankings. But, I mean, I like them later on in the season. I don't like them early in the season because they are chaotic. Like, that's the most chaotic. Well, 
maybe some Fox Sports bracketology. That one causes a lot of chaos. Yes, um, it does. But uh, yeah, net rankings causes chaos, but it doesn't buy or it doesn't sell themselves to big names. It doesn't care what school you are. It just cares about how your team plays. So I do like the net rankings. I just don't like it right now. Just give it another two weeks, then I'll be on board. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, personally, I dig it right now. Um, it's it's chaos, but in my eyes, it's very organized chaos, and I see the reasoning for a lot of those teams being where they are. Uh, but yeah, like you said, Brandon, not a whole lot of people nationwide think highly of it. So it's funny to kind of watch everyone brush that off and turn their heads back to the AP poll. Yeah, the AP poll is chaotic as well. But on to my top performances. I'm going to start off with uh, part of our YouTube clip that we put out there for people to see uh, last week. I'm going to continue it and stay on the Zach Eady train. That dude is insane. I mean, he dropped 31 against your Gophers, which... It's your Gophers, so take that with a grain of salt. But, I mean, 25 against Florida State. Also, Florida State, take that with a grain of salt. But, I mean, the three that he had the week before was Duke, West, or Duke Gonzaga, West Virginia, where he scored 21, 23, 24. This dude is insane. And he's hitting his free throws, too. He shot 90% from the line against your Gophers. So... For a guy who's 7'4", he's making his free throws. He's shooting 81% from the line. He's shooting over 50% from the field. This dude should be the national player of the year. At this point in time, if he continues this pace, there is no doubt in my mind that he will be the best national player of the year in the past like 20 years because he is putting insane numbers up there. So... He had another great week, so I'm going to say that's going to be my favorite performance. Uh, second best performance was a little deja vu of Northwestern going to Michigan State and winning. They do really well early, and apparently Michigan State can't beat them to save their life at home. <laughs> but yeah, Northwestern, bravo. Um, they'll probably end up being around 500, but great start. Great start. Um, <laughs> last uh, performance, as much as it hates me, or it pains me. I hate to say this. I, I just can't stand saying this. Marquette, they destroyed Baylor. Holy crap. <laughs> you can't deny that was an impressive game. Destroying <laughs> Baylor? Number six team in the nation and beating them by 26 points. Yeah, I can't say I like Marquette either, uh, but that was a very well played game by the Golden Eagles. It was. (laughs) Undeniable, absolute, yeah, destruction of a top team in the nation. Uh, And Baylor certainly redeemed themselves later in the week. beating Gonzaga by one point, but uh, yeah, Marquette, that was, that was really, really impressive. So we'll see where the Big East takes them this year. Yeah. 
Uh, it'll definitely be interesting. I think that we were definitely undervaluing valuing them going into the season. So probably because we don't like them, honestly. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I did say that they have a lot of talent, and I should have given Shaka Smart more credit because he is one heck of a coach. Absolutely. So, how about worst performances? What Ooh, did you worst have? Worst performances. Well, uh, they only lost by one point, and I know who you're thinking I'm thinking about right now. You got it? What team I think about? They lost by one point last week. Um, shoot. I just foreshadowed it in our last little bit there with Marquette. Oh, was it Marquette against Wisconsin? No, no, no. It was Gonzaga. Oh, Gonzaga. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gonzaga. (laughs) (laughs) Gonzaga dropped uh, their game against Baylor, neutral site, in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, 64-63. That's not that bad of a loss on paper, but Gonzaga was winning by seven points with a minute 38 to go, and they lost. If that doesn't scream bad clutch performance, I don't know what does. Uh, that was absolutely dismal. Um, Drew Timmy continues to be really solid-footed on the inside um, and is a reliable way to score baskets. But when you put players against him that can guard him, uh, which you will see again this year, uh, nobody else would have stepped up in that Gonzaga-Baylor game because Baylor doubled down on stopping Timmy, and Gonzaga just kind of floundered with their, with their backcourt. Um, I think that Gonzaga has a lot of work to do if they want to write the ship. They are five and three now. It's their worst start since 2010, 2011 season. Uh, they are in desperate need of a win when they go to Montgomery to play Alabama later this month. My next bet for performance of the week would be Indiana. Uh, Indiana. Yes, they were on the road at Rutgers, uh, but they really shot the ball terribly uh, in that game. I know Brandon doesn't care for Indiana uh, that much, and I think that the Indiana's three-point shooting is a large driver of that reasoning for Brandon. But uh, they had been better this year than they were last year. And this last game versus Rutgers, all of the improvement vanished. Uh, they only put up 48 points throughout the game. They shot 30.4% from the field and only 24% from three. Six for 25. That's pretty terrible. Uh, And on top of that, Indiana went eight for 14 from the stripe. Uh, So it was really just a complete bust uh, against Rutgers. And I know Rutgers is a decent team, but come on. If you're a top 10 team in the nation, you got to do better. My final bad performance uh, of not just this last week, but also starting the week before, would be North Carolina, the Tar Heels. Um, they've been competitive in most of their games, but they have four losses in a row. Uh, and I'm not entirely sure why that is, uh, but looking inward, they need to look and just kind of find themselves and find what made them great last March because that mojo they had um, last year is completely gone. Um, so if you're Hubert Davis, there's a lot to do, um, I guess, with this team's chemistry and just making it work again. But for now, North Carolina, I still see them as a very good team. Uh, but if this is how they're going to play, then I don't see any reason that this team is still considered in the top tier. 
Yeah. Um, I, what I've noticed, I've been watching because I wasn't sold on North Carolina going into this year. Um, even though I was kind of sold on them last March, like you were definitely not sold on them last March, but I was like, yeah, give them a little bit more credit. But the biggest thing missing besides Brady Manic is teamwork. They have a lot of guys who just want to show that they have the dog in them and they aren't playing as a team. It's unassisted basketball. It's throw up random shots. It's not communicating. So they'll get there. Don't worry. They'll get there. If you're a North Carolina fan, just, just say relax, no issues. So they'll, they'll be there. They'll be there. Um, they'll probably wait until like February to be there, but they'll be there. <laughs> just uh, like last year. Yep. Just like last year. Um, now on to my bad performances. Uh, I'll pick up where you left off. Well, almost where you left off, but I'll also say Indiana. And to be completely fair, I don't hate Indiana. I like Indiana for the most part. I just think that they are way too overvalued for the team that they have. I've been saying that over and over and over again. Look at their shooting. 24% from three. You're not going to win games with that. I mean, they won games without three-point field goal percentage last year, but it's because they got a lot of two-pointers, but they didn't really get any two-pointers in this game either against Rutgers. (laughs) And... I mean, seeing the ball go through the hoop helps the confidence. And when you have a free shot and you're standing there, nobody guarding you, a free throw. Make your free throws. Eight for 14 is terrible. That doesn't help the confidence at all. But, I mean, you're giving Rutgers 19 free throw opportunities as well. That's not too good either because – They're committing a lot of stupid fouls, in my opinion. Um, I just don't like what I'm seeing from Indiana. It's what I didn't see from them last year. They have to be a better team. You got to do better. You got to shoot better. You got to see the ball go through the hoop, and you got to be smarter. Just because you're a bunch of the best athletes in the nation doesn't mean you're going to win games. Play as a team. That's all I got to say for that one. That was my worst performance. But second worst performance might be the Maui Invitational because that was really good group, really good group. But they've kind of struggled coming back. Ohio State struggled against Duke. We have Creighton losing to Nebraska. But the team that I'm like, how is this team still ranked, is San Diego State. <laughs> They only beat UC Irvine at home by three points. They were heavily favored, and they just did not look good. Two losses in Maui, comes back, barely beats a team that they should have beat probably by 15. And then they have another D2, D3, whatever team it was that they played. So they just don't have much value right now. Like... 
as much as I hate to say it, because I love the Mountain West. You know I love the Mountain West, and I will hype the Mountain West up all season long. But give me a reason to hype you up. But yeah, so all those teams, especially San Diego State, is my second worst. And then lastly, Arizona. Shooting 35% from the field, 14% from three, 66% from the free throw line. What I was saying in our preseason episodes was this team has potential to go ice cold. Creesa, 0 for 5 from 3. Larson, 0 for 3 from 3. Boswell, 0 for 3 from 3. You have a lot of zeros, not a lot of makes from 3. And that is Arizona basketball. That's why I was not sold on them even making the tournament this year because they have a lot of guys who are not afraid to shoot the ball and think that shooting the ball out of the will help them get out of their run. It doesn't work that way. And they were shooting the ball insane the first month, but now you're in a rut in a game and you try and shoot yourself out of it. 28 times they tried to shoot a three. They made four of them. I, <laughs> it's just a terrible performance. I, That's why I was saying. So... Yeah, it really is though. I mean, you, Arizona uh, was and is the leading field goal percentage team in the nation right now. Um, to see them be that low in a game versus Utah, who isn't going to win the Pac-12 this year, um, is concerning. Uh, if Arizona is going to be that volatile with their shooting, it's going to be very difficult for this team to make it past the Sweet 16 in March Madness, and that was what we saw last year. Yeah, and they have Indiana, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, Corpus Christi uh, Tennessee, their next three games. Those yep. are three solid teams, as much as I don't want to say that, but if they go ice cold, they're losing these by like 20, 25, 30. Mm-hmm. They could yeah. even lose to Texas A&M, Corpus Christi yeah. by <laughs> double digits, and it wouldn't surprise me. Should they? You- no. Dude, you almost said Corpus Crispy, and I started laughing so hard in my head. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I haven't said that name no. for a hot minute, and I you went didn't to say it, it, and I'm like, ah, crap. <laughs> oh you didn't actually. Gosh. You didn't say crisp, crispy, but I was like, oh my gosh, Corpus Crispy. He almost said Corpus Crispy, and I just started I, laughing. I. I almost didn't even say corpus correctly. <laughs> oh, my oh gosh. God. But yes, Arizona absolutely has to step it up and be more consistent with their shooting. Um, and just don't take so many doggone stupid shots. That was what killed them was they just thought of it, just keep shooting and, and it would work out when they really should have been they really should have been going inside to Umar Balo, uh, their breakout center this year. Balo has been terrific. Um, yeah. He's he's a force inside. He's the number one uh, leading player in the nation in terms of field goal percentage. Granted, he just probably dunks it most of the time um, or takes yep. layups. But nonetheless, he has the has the crown for that stat right now. Um, and yeah, Balo has been so good. They need to use him more instead of just shooting these – Garbage threes. I I couldn't agree more. 
if they need to mix it up, like if something's not working, fix it. Yep. Just because you do it more and more doesn't mean it's going to get fixed. Switch it up, adjust your looks. I will always say that complacency is a killer. So just yeah. look at Tennessee in March. <laughs> you bring up valid points there. <laughs> Let's be real. Speaking of Tennessee, uh, Tennessee made a pretty big move in the AP poll this week. Um, what are your thoughts, Brandon, on the AP poll and the changes that happened uh, from last week to this week? I'm bouncing back and forth between hating this and loving this. Like, There's no other way to say it. It could be a lot better. Well, it can't be a lot better, but it could be decently better. Arizona should not be a top 10 team. You have Auburn and Maryland, both 8-0, both good teams, and they're just getting disrespected. Pure and simple. You have Creighton dropping to 21, which is very reasonable. But then other teams that had bad losses, like Indiana, only dropped four. Baylor only dropped six. Arizona only dropped six. So something's a little bit wrong with that. I am glad to see Mississippi State getting recognition. Um, Even though they are not in my top ten anymore, they're a good team. Um, North Carolina and Michigan State dropping out. I enjoy because they both were very, very overrated in my opinion. So it was good to see them drop. But I mean, one through six, seven, eight, maybe is fine. Even nine. I still would like to see Auburn ahead of a couple of them, but overall not that bad. I don't know if you had anything to add on your thoughts on the AP pool, but I'm kind of neutral. I would say the same thing. I might be a bit warmer to it than you are. Um, There's a few errors that I see with it. Um, Arizona though, I think can still be number 10. I don't have an issue with that. Um, Yes. They lost bad to Utah on the road, uh, but they were number four. Keep in mind. And the top, the top probably 10 spots in this ranking is usually a lot stickier. Um, I think that 10 might be a good correction for them. Um, We'll figure out if they really deserve uh, number 10 this week. Uh, if they lose again, then yeah, drop them down 20, 22. That'll work for me. Uh, but outside of that, I think Gonzaga's a bit too high still. Uh, they're a three-loss team. They're the highest three-loss team uh, in the AP poll right now. Yes, they lost by one to Baylor, but they got clobbered by Texas. They got clobbered by Purdue, and yet they're still number 18. I think they're a bit too high. Um, Gonzaga should be down in the 23-24 range, if you ask me. Uh, But on a good note, um, I do like seeing Mississippi State in the rankings. Uh, I do like seeing Duke rising just a little bit. I think that there could have been a lot of potential to overhype Duke after beating Ohio State. Uh, That wasn't overly impressive to me, given that it was at Cameron Indoor. I think that that was a quality win for Duke, but it's not something that everyone should be overreacting to. Uh, 
and then additionally, um, I'm I'm happy to see Illinois kind of staying put. They didn't do a whole lot this week, but there was a lot of potential teams to move past them, and that wasn't quite right in my opinion either. I think the Illinois still deserves to be you know in the teens right there, um, in a position to to really climb if they have a good week. Uh, those are my thoughts on the AP poll. Um, my top ten is a bit more interesting to me. Uh, so I think I'll jump over to that and we can dive in. So I'm going to read you my top 10 teams of the week, starting at number 10. Um, at number 10, I have Alabama. At number nine, I have UCLA. At number eight, a curveball for you. I have Sam Houston. At seven, I have Baylor. At six, I have Michigan State. At five, I have Virginia. At four, I have San Diego State. At three, I have Purdue. At two, I have Houston. And at number one, I have Gonzaga. Gosh, you're the biggest Gonzaga fan I know. Uh, just yeah. kidding. <laughs> yeah, you know. You know how much I like Gonzaga. Trust me. Um, one surprising thing was Michigan State. They're six for you. Yeah. That... Shocks me. It shocked me too. Uh, you know, as we talked about, this is my formula. I don't make these rankings. Uh, it's just putting numbers through a, a meat grinder that I developed. Uh, and Michigan State is still at number six. Uh, why is that? Uh, I would say that the largest contributing factor to that is still their strength of schedule. Um, Michigan State's played some really tough games. They've played some non-conference tournaments, and that is kind of what's holding them there. Uh, yes, they're still pretty ranked. Uh, they're still ranked pretty highly in a lot of categories, but their strength of schedule, uh, especially, they're in the 80, 88th percentile right now. Uh, and that's what's kind of propping them up, along with Gonzaga at number one, by the way. Uh, Gonzaga's in the 96th percentile for strength of schedule right now. So once they go back to the lowly West Coast Conference, uh, Gonzaga will drop without a doubt. Yeah, for sure. I'll uh, give you my top 10. Yeah. People need to hear something good, but um, so (laughs) without further ado, I would uh, hold off on the word good. (laughs) Yeah, this this is going to be ugly. Um, (laughs) I can't say this will be better than yours. But there are a lot better qualities, but it's not overall better, in my opinion. But here we go. <laughs> Coming in at 10. Arkansas, the Razorbacks, um, 9, Purdue, 8, Wisconsin, 7, Texas, your Longhorns, then right behind your lovely Tide of Bama at 6, and then... Iowa State at five, at four, Butler, Iona at three, Tennessee at two, and Houston at one. Well, Iona, most obvious outlier to this group. Uh, Talk to our audience about why on God's green earth Iona is number three in your formula. The greatest coach in college basketball at the moment. (laughs) Yeah, Mr. Mr. Scandal, Rick Pitino. 
he really should go back to uh, Louisville, but <laughs> they, um, could <laughs> they really could. I mean, they are the best team. I don't really. I just put the numbers in. They're <laughs> decent. They haven't missed a clutch free throw, even though they haven't had really any clutch. I mean, they get steals. They just are average, but above average in basically every category out there. So that is definitely propelling them in my formula. Uh, It's definitely a tight battle, but they aren't a bad team. So I just heard the numbers there, and that's where they landed. If it was up to me, I would delete two through five, basically. (laughs) I mean, I kind of feel the same way with some of my teams. Uh, Baylor is back in the top ten for me after getting demolished by Marquette. Uh, Why that is, I don't know entirely, but I think it's because of their sort of schedule and playing Marquette and Gonzaga in the same week. But a team went from 17 to 7 in one week for me after getting crushed. And then another team that's uh, out of place for me, TCU. TCU rejoined the AP Top 25 this week. Uh, and TCU also moved up in my formula. Uh, however, TCU currently sits at number 255 out of 363 in my formula. <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face. It's hilarious. I mean, you were the one super high on TCU going into this. I season. was, and I'm sorry, but I was wrong. I mean, don't give up on them yet. They're okay. Plenty of time. They only have one loss. Okay, TCU is a good team. TCU is not an elite eight team. I'll go with that. I was wrong to have them being a three seed going to the Elite Eight. I think that they will still be a tournament team. Uh, but given how poorly they shoot the ball from three, they cannot win enough games to be a three seed, especially in the super competitive Big 12. I think I got a new nickname for you. It might be Echo, because I believe that's exactly why I said to start the year. You're learning! Yay! Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> um, You're saying yeah. that I'm learning and you put freaking Yale as your number no not Yale. Iona as your number two team in your formula or three, three in your formula. Three. I, I Yale's have, uh, super high in your formula too though. Oh yeah. They dropped though, thankfully. Where did they drop to? They're thirty five. Yale is thirty five in my formula. I mean so, Yale is fifty nine in mine and Iona is fifty four to be completely transparent. I mean, but I'm still going to make fun of you for that. It will go down as the year goes, but I don't know. It seriously could be a Sweet 16 team. That is reasonable. Listen I to yourself. I wouldn't sell TCU just short just yet. I'm not saying to forget them. I'm not, I'm not saying throw TCU out, they're trash. Uh, I'm just saying that they have some very undesirable characteristics for March Madness that will make them a very tough team to ride for multiple games in a row in a tournament setting. So, like, a 7 seed going up against a 10 seed, like, 
Let's just put out Xavier and winning that game is reasonable. No, I'd put him at probably a five seed or a six seed. Or a seven seed. You might as well keep going. Nope. You're going no, down. I would say either a five, six, eight, or nine seed would be preferred for TCU. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, so. Yeah. We'll, Anything to push your buttons, Brandon. We really do a good job at doing that for each other. Yes. Speaking yes, of do. doing that, 138 for my formula is Arizona. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, uh, Arizona but, is not a number like five team or anything by any means, but they do shoot the ball well on average. Uh, they're a bit better than 138. Man. Come on. I mean, they will be in the future. But I think 138 is a solid place. I mean, Creighton destroyed them in clutch. They didn't win the game. But, I mean, to have a minus nine spread in clutch, that pulls up some red flags. You have guys who can shoot and go 0 for 5, 0 for 4, 0 for 3, 0 for 3 from 3. That's not ideal. Sitting, That's not ideal. Sitting right around American University. Seems about right. <laughs> but uh, on the other hand, Rising is Arkansas. I was a little bit surprised to see them at 10 in my formula. They yeah. have a lot of talent. They really do. But They have a lot 10? of emotion, too, and not necessarily good emotion. <laughs> Teams will hate playing them in March because yep. of how annoying they will be. Yeah. I mean... Nothing is better than Baylor Shireman basically having casual conversation when they were trying to trash talk him. That was the highlight of Maui for for me. Because for you as a Creighton fan. Well, it's hilarious. If you have the biggest trash talking team and you just start having casual conversation, like you could be trashing my formula and I could have responded with yeah, but at least the weather outside is really beautiful. It's a little bit brisk, but it's a beautiful <laughs> day, beautiful night out. I mean, that that, that's definitely some energy that I want in my life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Living large. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was too funny. Um, Arkansas, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, they're good, but they could so implode with that attitude. Oh, yeah. They could be a round of 64 or a Final Four team. Yep. Uh, Anywhere in between. I mean, yeah. They have the most chaotic team imaginable. Very athletic, very talented. I mean, their coach is also... He's definitely fits right in with those players because some of the stories that come from Arkansas with Musselman is pretty hilarious. Yes, sir. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Arkansas, 
as we talked about, very high floor, very high ceiling. We'll go with that. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, week four is coming up. Did I yes, get that right? Definitely right week, week four. It's definitely week four, not week five. Okay, well, then why does our script say week four? I mean, I think that we should blame the copy and paste feature. <laughs> um, or just blame me for being a brainless idiot and not looking at the numbers before. Uh, there's that too. I mean, I did change the number at the top, so it does yeah, say one of week four episode at the very top, the first thing that you read. That is so true. We just finished week four. I'm going to blame it on you anyways, though. I mean, that's fair. I, I, <laughs> I really can't disagree with you. <laughs> that's, that's on me. Fair enough. We don't have any uh, tournaments or events that are really significant coming up uh, this coming week. However, we do have a lot of good games. So I'm gonna, we're going to go down the line here. Uh, I'm going to say a game, and Brandon's going to pick it, and then we're going to uh, go back to me. Uh, Brandon will say a game to me, and I'll pick it. And we'll just kind of go down the line with some of the best games that we see coming up this next week. And the first game I'm going to tell you is Texas, Illinois. Texas. Jimmy V Classic. Texas? Yep. Uh, I agree. On the flip side, Duke, Iowa. Oof. I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Iowa. Roll Big Ten. Next game, uh, we got Wisconsin, Maryland. Uh, I can't say anything but Wisconsin. I got to cheer for my Badgers. Uh, Fair enough. This game will be tough for you, though. UConn, Florida. Man, I do love the Gators. Uh but the Huskies are so hot right now. I have to fall for it and say UConn. Dangerous team. Next one, Big Ten matchup, Ohio State at Rutgers. I'm going to surprise you a little and say Rutgers. <laughs> a little bit of a you, said, you said I'm going to surprise you, and I immediately thought, oh, he's picking Rutgers, isn't he? Yep. Yep. I mean, They're dangerous at home. They're dangerous altogether. True. I'm still not sold on them, and but they are looking good. They're True. looking better than I thought. Um, Iowa, Iowa State. Iowa State. Uh, Iowa State is number 11 in my formula right now. So they just missed my top 10, uh, but they're right there. They've had a lot of success recently as well. Um, they actually entered the top 25 this week. Did they not? Yeah. No, they were in last week. Never mind. But they moved up three spots. They're number 20 now. Uh, I expect them to keep up the good work. <laughs> Next game, Washington-Gonzaga. Go Huskies. <laughs> Gotta say Washington. I mean, they're looking dangerous. Man, I would they were love, my dark horse. I would love Washington to win that game. Watch. You'll be pleasantly surprised. I will say ESPN's matchup predictor has them at a 10% chance to win. Good odds. All you need is... So, you hammer the plus odds on that one? Hammer it down. Who are you? Are you uh, Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber? So you're saying there's a chance. (laughs) There's a chance. Uh, (laughs) Damn straight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh it's just a couple of idiots with a podcast yeah 
I want to start shaking my head in front of the mic and going. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that would be uh, some big energy. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. You should take that energy to uh, gluten free, but I mean, some of us have <sighs> better energy than others. We're getting so less and less professional on this, <laughs> this podcast. Every single episode, it just gets worse and worse. I mean, just wait till the end of the year. Oh, we're just going to be yelling at each other on how stupid we are by March. So, yeah, true. Yeah, that sounds about right. True. Uh, okay, uh, Penn State, Illinois, game back to basketball. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't like this game, honestly. Um, but I'm going to go with Illinois. The Illini are so good this year. Don't worry, I'll pick Penn State so that way you're right. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Brandon, whenever Brandon bets on a Penn State game, he loses. So if he picks on Penn State, then I'll get that one right. I got you, uh, bro. Thank you. <laughs> Next game, back to you, Oklahoma, Arkansas. Um, double overtime win for Arkansas. All right. Oklahoma's been sneaky good. They've been sneaky good. And I think they're going to keep growing, keep getting better. And I think people are still going to undervalue them. The the key weapon that nobody realizes they have is Porter Moser. Uh, so if slash when they make March this year, watch out. I mean, Porter Moser led Loyola Chicago to the Final Four to the Sweet Sixteen a couple of years ago. Dangerous. I mean, he's seven fifty in March. Three out of four. Yep. I mean, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Your lovely Tide versus Houston. Oh, what a tough game to pick. You know what? Roll, Tide, roll. Alabama's going to take down Houston. I heard you say that in my head before you actually said it. I know. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. That's going to be a really fun game to watch. Um, Oh, yeah, for sure. I bet you the Tide win in overtime. That's what I'm going to go with. Dude, I would like to see that. 82 to 79 overtime. 72 to 69. Nice. They're defensive teams. Well, if one is well, a yeah. defensive team. I was going to say, Bama's going to run the score up for sure. I would guess that it would be like 74, 74 end of regulation. That's a low scoring overtime. I feel like this is either going to be like they're going to combine for like 250 points or like 150 points. There's not going to be an in-between. 82-79. Bama. That's your choice. (laughs) Yep, we'll go with that. Next game, San Diego State, St. Mary's. St. Mary's. I really like this team that St. Mary's has. I really, really do. And SDSU hasn't proven themselves. So. No. No, they haven't. All right. Uh, oh, this one it's going to be hilarious for you. Auburn, Memphis. Well, another team that hasn't proven itself is Auburn. Uh, they're undefeated, but they haven't really played anyone that good this year. Uh, however, I am taking Auburn to, to win this game uh, and make a statement. First statement win of the year. I mean, if you want to go transitive property, Auburn is as good as Gonzaga. 
Gonzaga is better than who did Gonzaga beat? That's good. Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, sure. We'll go with Kentucky. So Auburn is better than Kentucky. We'll have that be the transit property committee. Yeah. What? Whatever. Dude. <laughs> Next one: Kansas, Missouri. Oh my gosh! I I think Missouri actually pulls out a stunner at home. SEC undefeated. Fans are going to show up. Yes, they are. It's the first time they've had excitement with that program in a long time. Yes, sir. Uh, how about the lovely neutral site of Arizona, Indiana? What? Oh my god! I'll take Indiana. You Google gave me seat. that game, and I don't like you for it. <laughs> You're welcome. We'll go with that. Next up, Creighton BYU. Creighton, easy. And lastly, Maryland, Tennessee. Tough game to pick. Uh, it's at Tennessee, so I'm going to take the balls. Uh, and those are some of the best games we see coming up uh, this next week. Um, like we said, not a whole lot of events, non-conference events, uh, but a lot of high-quality games. And adding on to those high-quality games, it's time for us to reveal our picks for this upcoming week. Uh, and I'm very thrilled to announce that last week, week four, I finally won a round of a pick game. Uh, I won three to two last week uh, where I got the UMass at South Florida, Virginia at Michigan, and Ohio State at Duke games correct. Um, I did miss my mid-major uh, Summit League pick. Uh, I took Kansas City at home versus Idaho State. Didn't work out. And I missed my golden pick. Uh, I missed North Carolina and Virginia Tech. I took the heels. That didn't pan out either. So only three points for me this week. Uh but enough to get me the win because Brandon did that bad this week. Um, so moving forward, uh, Brandon gave me the Big West, uh, and I am taking the UC Santa Barbara at Pepperdine game, and I'm picking against the Big West in favor of the West Coast Conference, and I'm taking Pepperdine at home. Uh, for my underdog pick, uh, I don't know why Virginia Tech is an underdog at home versus Oklahoma State. But they are, so I'm picking Virginia Tech, uh, obviously. For my road pick, uh, I'm taking Maryland to bring it home against Wisconsin uh, at the Cole Center in Madison. And then for my game that Brandon gave me, uh, Brandon gave me the lovely Kansas-Missouri game, as he prefaced earlier. I, on the other hand, am taking Kansas to win that game. Uh, and then finally for my golden pick, Horns up, baby. I'm taking Texas over Illinois in the Jimmy V Classic. Oklahoma State is legit. Well, Virginia Tech is an underdog against them at Virginia Tech. You think that they're really going to beat VT at VT? Oh, gosh, no. But I mean, <sighs> I did pick Oklahoma State to be a four seed. So, they are guess, guess say that. Oklahoma State deserves that. So, just got it. Fair enough. Fair enough. As for my picks, I had a two point week getting my golden pick correct. <laughs> Baylor beat Gonzaga. Woo! That almost didn't pan out for you at all. Yep. It came very close to not panning out. So, 
Um, yeah. Drake lost. Illinois lost to Maryland. Baylor lost to Marquette. Wichita State lost to Missouri in overtime. It wasn't a good week for me. I'm not going to lie. But I still have an eight-point lead, sitting comfortably. But, yeah, it wasn't a good week. So on to this week. I got the lovely whack. And I think that Grand Canyon is going whack North Texas. Jesus. (laughs) Just got to have some fun wordplay. Uh, Be unprofessional because that's kind of fitting the theme right now. So uh, underdog, I don't know how they're an underdog, but UConn at Florida, I think that UConn's going to pull it out. Um, Road Warrior, Auburn, I have beating Memphis. As for my lovely game, which I said this earlier, I don't like you for giving this to me, Arizona, Indiana. I picked Arizona because... They both could have terrible shooting games, but I feel like Arizona can have a better, worse shooting game. So, yeah. All right. And for my golden pick, I'm going to choose Duke beating Iowa. Is that game at Duke, do you know? I think it's neutral site. Okay. I was going to say, if that's at Duke, that's an interesting pick. Because uh, the Blue Devils did not lose at Cameron Indoor. Well, unless it's the last to... game of the year for Coach K and North Carolina just comes storming back in the second half. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> it is in New York. Um, it okay. is part of the Jimmy V Classic. So Okay, yeah. That'll be an exciting game. So, hey, actually, our golden picks are both the Jimmy V Classic. The, I, that's kind of why I did it. Um, huh. Thought it would be You're learning. Fitting. You're following from the master. I mean, I have to make you feel good because it's been four weeks and a lot of losses for you. So The tide is turning. <laughs> for how long? Is it short? For the rest uh, of the year, dude, I'm going to come storming back. Watch out. Or it could just be a little bit of a burnout, like just spin around and right back. I don't think so. I don't think so, but we'll see. You got any other last thoughts or predictions for this episode? Nah. Um, Nah. Check out our website. Uh, I might write a a fun little breakdown of my top ten, since it is a little bit chaotic, two through five. So that might be fun to write. So check out our website. We'll have some something this week. We'll have something fun. Um, Like I said, YouTube, we finally got that up and running. It's been a little bit, but we have some fun content there. Uh, yeah, check out the gram. Check out the book. Facebook. Jesus. Um, <laughs> yeah, share this with your friends. Share this with your family. We love you. So share a little bit of that love by sharing our love with others. Or stupidity. Uh, yeah, gluten-free. So uh, share us. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> and that's all for me today. Yep. We are uh, not very smart, so you have to help share us because we don't know how to do that ourselves. So it's a season of giving. Share us with your friends. Share us with your family. It's the holiday season. Do us a favor. (laughs) Tis the season. Tis the season uh, to listen to College Basketball Podcast and share them with your friends and to check out our website. 
Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, our YouTube videos are pretty funny. If you want to watch us uh, sling mud at each other like this and just all around be two idiots with a podcast, uh, YouTube is the spot to get some more prime content. So I'll leave you with that. We are the Saucy Step Bros podcast, and we appreciate your time. We will see you all next time. Until then, peace out. Peace out.